Welcome to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive Podcast. I am Laurieann Sheldrick, the Contagiously Positive Girl and your host. This is a podcast where every week we are going to talk about all the things that make our lives contagiously positive, health, happiness, food, nutrition, spirituality, our careers, relationships, and so much more. I will be sharing tools and stories and inspiration and interviews with other people who are living a contagiously positive life. And hopefully you will learn new ways to make health and happiness fun and way less complicated than it seems to be. Cannot have a healthy mind without a healthy body, and you cannot have a healthy body without a healthy mind. So join me weekly on an epic journey to becoming the happiest and healthiest person you know by filling up your toolbox with nourishment for your mind, body, and soul. Hey, 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 everyone. It's Laurieann Sheldrake, the Contagiously Positive Girl, and welcome to episode one of Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. I'm so thrilled about doing this podcast. It's been something that's been brewing up in my creative mind for a while, but because I do so many other things at Contagiously Positive with my blog and my monthly newsletters and then I post twice a week and my for everyone that's on my on my newsletter list um, I just wasn't sure if I was going to have the time but the drive was there and the desire was there so here we are thank you so much for tuning in I'm thrilled uh, that we're just diving right in today because um, it's been a really big week for me and for people that I work with and people in the Contagiously Positive Tribe um, around health. We are heading into summer, so everyone is starting to think about their bodies and thinking, you know, now that the good weather's here, I'm going to get back into a fitness routine and I'm going to get back into eating healthy. And people have been saying, you know, I want to feel energized and healthy and vibrant and look good for summer. Now, I love this. I think this is so phenomenal. Um, but I think it's important to feel good all year round, not just um, a couple months out of the year. So I'm hoping that today's topic, which is eating yourself contagiously positive, basically what I've learned on my journey to becoming healthy will really give you a good basis, a good starting point um, to really get into your own health journey. So um, about a month ago, back in May, a young girl in high school was doing a project for her class, for her psychology class, um, and she wanted to interview me and asked me a bunch of questions about body image and how I overcame my eating disorder when I was a young girl. And it was incredibly eye-opening to me because I realized that everything I teach today and everything that's in the Contagiously Positive Woman's Guide to Healthy Living, which is my book and my uh, signature program, started from that moment when I was a young girl and in that time when I was working on overcoming my eating disorder with some really great uh, therapist and really great nutritionist. And without even realizing it, um, I was taking a lot of that information into my adulthood and into this passion I have um, with regards to health and I became a health coach. So here we are and now I get to teach all of you which is so amazing. And something that I feel has really helped me and this is what came up in that interview, something that 
even to this day, is this thing that I hold on to, which is what we're going to talk to today, because we have so much power over this, is learning about nutrition and learning how to cook healthy food. And when I changed my mindset from thinking that food is just calories to a more positive mindset of, well, food is actually nutrients and nutrients from food is essential for us to thrive and survive. My entire mindset around food and the body-mind connection absolutely changed. And that's what really started this journey uh, to becoming a health coach and creating healthy living. And I feel like at the beginning when I was a young girl, and maybe it was because I was so young and at that time, you know, my parents were still doing the cooking and my parents were responsible for what went into my body. I feel like now it was such a huge missing piece of the puzzle because the connection that I have with food now would have been so helpful as a young girl. But again, um, I the power just wasn't in my hands at such a young age, or so I thought, but it actually is. So I think a lot of this is really good for, for, young, for young girls and young boys, but it's also really important uh, for all of us and then for us to teach um, our children if you have children, because... I mean, listen, you don't need to have an eating disorder for this to matter. This matters to all of us, like cooking, nutrition classes, connecting with food in a more positive way. And you mix that in with traditional and non-traditional therapy. What if, if you are struggling with body image or an eating disorder or, you know, your daughter or your son is, this is really magical. This is such a great combination because, again, it gives us that connection. It puts power back because... Whenever you have body image issues or you have an eating disorder or you know of someone who has an eating disorder, we feel so powerless. And for me, this brought the power back to me because it helped me see that food isn't just the thing that makes us gain weight. It really helped me see that it is necessary. Like You cannot go, your body cannot survive and it cannot th thrive without eating. And when we realize that what you think about your body and what your body can do for you and how it can heal and how it can move and how it can grow and how you can help it do all that, it's pretty magical. And this is a much healthier way to control what we eat and to control the good stuff that we're putting into our body and into our minds instead of just obsessing over every single calorie. And I'm going to go into this um, further later on, but I just want you to know that calories are not created equally. 100 calories of processed foods isn't better than 200 calories of Mother Nature made food. So I really want you to know that this is about eating well, thinking well, and feeling good about the way you look, regardless of what the number on the scale is. I'm not doing this podcast and I didn't create healthy living to give you chiseled abs or help you see that or, or help you gain the perfect body, if you will, because that's not what it's about. You can be you can have chiseled abs, you can have the perfect body and still be incredibly unhealthy. I want to give you the information that you need to give your body exactly what it needs so that it can work its magic and help you feel healthy, feel vibrant, feel energized, and really just feel good. If you want chiseled abs, well, go to the gym. If you want to have that perfect body, again, I mean, I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect body, by the way, but if you want all of those other things, then, you know, there are programs out there, there are gyms out there, there are personal trainers out there. I'm here to put power back in your hands because that's what really helped me. And 
I learned so much, you know, when I was a young girl um, about having a healthy body image while I was overcoming my eating disorder, but I didn't learn about nutrition for a really long time. And I did learn eventually, but not at the same time. And I was only able to eventually see the link because I was searching for it. And I realized that the healing begins when we treat ourselves as a whole person, mind, body, and soul. And food plays such a critical role on that. And even with all the people I had worked with while I was, you know, being treated for my eating disorder and I got so many amazing tools and it it helped me immensely and it helped me recover but when I became an adult and I felt um, unhealthy and sick I was still incredibly confused about my health and about nutrition and what my body needed not just to survive but thrive and the thing is I was getting really poor advice from my family doctor and I just decided, you know what, this is not normal. It is, I'm not going to be sick and, and have infections for the rest of my life and be on a pill for the rest of my life. There has to be a better way. And that started my journey on becoming a health nut junkie. And I did it just for me at the beginning. And then I decided, you know what, I need to become a certified health coach and I need to include this in Contagiously Positive. So here we are. So today is the day where we are going to add positive changes into your life. We are going to say no to diets and yes to real Mother Earth made foods. And we are going to say yes to ourselves and we are going to learn how to cook and learn to love our bodies and learn about what we need nutritionally no matter what diet we follow and how to listen to your body. And this is so, so important because if you do want to go on a diet, if there is something that, you know, a weight loss goal that you're trying to reach or something that you're trying to heal and there's, you know, you want to go on like a cleanse or, um, give something up entirely for a week, like paleo, where you give up gluten, um, that's fine, but you still need to know these basics because there are there's going to be a time when you no longer are dieting and I don't want you to have to count points for the rest of your life. I don't want you to have to give up carbohydrates or only eat raw food or never eat a piece of bread again and feel like you're living in lack, starving for good tasting food. I want you to feel healthy. And uh, so often we get stuck on these yo-yo diets because we don't know the basics. So today I am taking a lot. Like this is jam-packed. This will be one of the longest podcasts probably that I do because I really want to like push you forward and give you as much as you can with this podcast so you come back and you listen to the other ones as well and so that you have new tools for your toolbox. So this all comes from my book and my program, The Contagiously Positive Woman's Guide to Healthy Living. And if you feel desire to check that out after this podcast, it's at contagiouslypositive.ca. So let's begin, okay? Here are lessons from my journey and what I have learned on my way and in the 20 years that I have, you know, been in this health realm, um, I've been teaching for about eight and I have been learning about nutrition for about 20 years. So this is not new information. So before we begin, before I even get into the lessons that I've learned on my journey, and I think I'm going taking you through about 12 today. So we're going to jam this with a lot of information. This is all from Healthy Living, so this isn't just stuff that I'm making up as I go. This is like the stuff that I have studied and researched, and this is human anatomy and physiology, basically. But I really want to start with this one key point, because I think this is incredibly important. It does not have to be all or nothing. There are going to be times when you eat a food that is made with an unhealthy fat or it's deep fried or, you know, a really like a 
carbohydrate like cake or a cookie or a bag of treat a bag of chips or candy whatever it is there's going to be times when you do not eat healthy and i want you to know that that is okay this new idea is going to show you that as long as you're doing what you can, as much as you can, like 80% of the time, don't worry about the other things. If you eat that bag of chips, you have not created diet homicide. You've just given yourself a treat. So something to tell yourself moving forward is that when you eat a food that is, you know, deemed bad, if you will, regard that as a treat. And it's not part of your healthy diet. It's just a treat. And as long as you see them as treats, and as long as you realize, well, I only have this occasionally, and 80% of my diet is really good, you'll be able to stay on track and get off that yo-yo diet. Like, listen, I'm only human. I eat chips or I eat a plate of fries now and then and that's okay because I always know that it's a treat. I know that my next meal is probably going to be a really healthy one and I'm not an all or nothing type of woman. It's boring. You just cannot live in this life full of those restrictions. So I don't want that for myself and I definitely don't want that for you. So that's not the information that I'm going to give you today. I'm giving you tools on showing you how to bring 80% of this good stuff into your diet. And if you want to have a treat, have the treat. And remember, eating that cookie is not creating diet homicide. Eat the cookie at your next available snack or meal. Eat really healthy. Simple. It's all about balance. I kind of hate the word balance, but it really is all about balance. So let's start with number one. This is the most important thing, all right? So what I often say is diets don't work. They work in the short term and they will help you achieve the goal that you are looking to achieve. But what happens is you go on the diet, you reach the goal, you still are unsure about what your body needs nutritionally. Now, this may not be you, but I just know this was the case for me, and it's the case for a lot of my clients who come and they say, I've tried every single diet, I lose the weight, but once I stop the diet, I gain the weight back, or I'm trying to heal my body you know, from this certain, from this certain issue, maybe it's candida, or constant infections, or acne, or low energy, whatever it might be, but as soon as I add the foods back in, it all comes back. So what I'm teaching you is going to help you after you're done that diet, if you're going on a diet or if you're going on a cleanse. Learning what your body knew, needs nutritionally is truly the key to whole body health and truly the key to get off that yo-yo diet. I learned the biggest lesson, which is that our bodies are designed naturally to heal themselves. And that is pretty amazing, but it needs food to do it. And not just any food. I'm not talking about the food that you get at McDonald's or the food that comes in pretty packaging. I'm talking about Mother Earth, Mother Nature made foods, like whole foods, fruits, vegetables, protein from like organic meats or plant-based proteins if you're a vegetarian, healthy fats like avocado, which is my favorite, salmon or raw unsalted nuts and seeds, and complex carbohydrates. Carbs are not the bad guys, which you're going to learn today. You just have to learn the healthy swaps. So healthy carbs, healthy complex carbs like grains, sweet potatoes, long grain rice, legumes, beans, lentils. These are all really good for you. These are whole foods. And I love when I was, I was having some hormonal issues and I read Donna Gates' book, um, Body, The Body Ecology is what it's called. Absolutely amazing. And what really struck me when I was reading that was that she said, we if we don't feed our bodies real food, I might butcher this, if we don't feed our bodies real food that contains all of the essential nutrients that our bodies needs, 
Our bodies will never be able to get strong enough to take over on its own, and it won't be able to heal itself as it was created to do. And this couldn't be more true. And when I read that sentence, it made me feel so incredibly powerful because we are the only ones who can put that food into our bodies. It has to come for us. We feed ourselves. And that is so incredibly powerful. That should make you feel powerful. Like the only one who can help you put this, put essential nutrients in your body is you. That is so amazing. And the second piece, because in healthy living, I don't just talk about nutrition. We go, I'm also a certified life coach. And I added that component into the program, into the book, because the mind-body connection is so incredibly strong. It's like one of the most powerful things. And when you start to treat yourself as a whole body, mind, body, and soul, um, what you eat that affects how you feel and how you feel affects what you eat. This is essential because what you eat isn't just important to your body, it's also important to your mind. You cannot have an, a healthy body with an unhealthy mind, and you cannot have a healthy mind with an unhealthy body. And food plays a huge role on your, on your mental state. So for example, if you're eating a really unhealthy diet that's high in you know deep fried foods, sugar, uh, alcohol, if, like, that's you're really not eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. If it's just really all of that like heavy carbohydrate foods and really high in sugar, it will cause it can cause for many depression, irritability, PMS, mental fog, fatigue, chronic stress, chronic pain, inflammation in the body, um, digestive distress. So all of these things are linked to a diet that is high in additives, high in preservatives, high in unhealthy fats, and high in refined sugar. And this is also really big for children. Children with behavioral problems, they're now linking how much food plays a role in that. And obviously there are some cases, a lot of cases of course, where it is that chemical imbalance, but we can help it with the food that we eat. And what's really frustrating for parents that come and they say, well, I want my kids to be healthy too, is that marketing makes parents think that I can make you save time. Just look at my special packaged food that I've bundled all up for you. But what they're not putting on that really pretty packaging and what's really confusing to parents is that it's loaded with sugar and actually can barely be considered real food. So my advice for this is the closer it is to mother nature, the better it is for you and the better it is for your family. And we'll talk about labels um, in another step. But I just want you to know that that is really important. What's amazing about following a whole food diet and really eating well 80% of the time is that a healthy diet can and will boost your immune system. So this means that if you do get sick, it's less illness or shorter healing processes if you do you know, get that flu bug that's going around. And what I love about the immune system is that it can only be strengthened by what you feed it. So again, you have that power. Only you have the power to give your immune system the food that it needs. And those foods are the whole foods that I've listed above. You know, the fruits, the vegetables, the leafy greens are so amazing for immune system. Healthy protein, healthy carbohydrates, healthy fat, all amazing for your body's defensive system. I write about this um, often because I'm so amazed now that I've, you know, studied human anatomy and physiology. I'm so amazed by how brilliant the body is. But in order to utilize it, in order to use this, your body's natural defense system and keep it running at full force capacity so that it can go to war for you, it needs your help. It needs you to be a leader. It needs you to feed and fuel it because all day, you know, our environment, our diet, our lifestyle, stress, negative thinking, it can and will weaken your immune system if we are chronically in this negative state. And 
what you feed it will be the thing that strengthens it and not just food but also your mind and you know overcoming stress especially chronic stress which we'll get into in another podcast as well this is all about nourishing your mind body and soul and today we just happen to be talking about food so we're nourishing your body with food so to boost your immune system, what you really want to look for are those nutrient-rich foods. So again, you know, the the really fruit, like blueberries are so good, um, cranberries are really good, bananas, apples, pineapple, these are all really good in the fruit department. You also want like dark leafy greens are amazing, spinach, kale, so phenomenal, romaine lettuce, really, really good nutrient-rich food, Uh, red bell peppers, sweet potatoes, all of these foods are so nutrient-rich and your body needs to get its nutrients, its vitamins, and its minerals from food because it can't produce it naturally and you don't get it when you eat a low-nutrient or processed food diet. But when you add that, again, there's that word balance, when you add a balanced 80% of the time, you know, whole food diet, you're giving your body what it needs to keep your immune system strong and to keep it incredibly healthy. So you have that power, which is really, really amazing. Step four to really upping your food game and you know becoming your own little health nut guru is uh, unfortunately this just makes everybody cringe but it's to limit sugar and i'm talking about processed white refined sugar and all of those you know fancy little hidden cousins that come in a different name this has such an effect on not just your body but on your brain and the average canadian which is crazy when you think about this. So just think about this and think about eating this in a day. That's what really got it for me. The average Canadian eats 26 plus, like 26 is just the average, but that can go up, 26 teaspoons of sugar every day, often without even knowing it because it's hiding out in so many of our foods. And this is what makes it really difficult. We have to read those labels and see where the sugar is hiding out because it's hiding out in our crackers, milk even, condiments like those, you know, like ketchup and mustard and relish. Relish is so high in in refined sugar. Bottled sauces, salad dressings, it's hiding out in our soups and crackers. Did I mention crackers? Like crackers! Seriously, granola bars are like a major culprit. And of course, we all know cereal. The fact that you will find Lucky Charms with a heart smart label on it, it just kills me. So yeah, we're not going to go there today. We're just talking about all the positives today. This is contagiously positive, by the way. So if you could make one change right now, that would be my challenge to you, is to limit your intake of sugar. So baby step it. Number one, start to pay attention to the labels when you buy something that comes in packaging. Is there added sugar in it? If there is, make sure that it has less than five grams per serving. That's a really great place to start, um, and that will hopefully limit your intake and help you break that habit. So if you're a soda drinker, I recommend weaning yourself off sh- off soda, but don't just give up soda. Replace it with something that's going to make you feel like, you know, you're still getting that 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 sweet taste. So typically what I recommend to my clients is if you're a soda drinker, Take like water, like uh, San Pellegrino, which is that like bubbly water, which is really good. You can use regular water too, but I find when you have the fizzy water, it makes you feel like you're drinking soda and load it up with fresh fruit, like flavor it up and it will make you feel like it tricks. It's all about tricking your brain so that you can break the habit. Um, if you put coffee, uh, sugar in your coffee, start to get rid of that. You know, if it's two teaspoons, go to one, then go to half a teaspoon, then go to a little pinch, and then go to nothing until you're no longer putting sugar in your coffee. 
If you just can't imagine not putting sugar in your coffee, uh, buy a really good quality raw honey, and, but just like just a little dabble because you don't want to just replace it with another sweet addiction. Even though honey is really good for you, sugar is still sugar. So if sugar is your like personal nemesis out to get you uh, and you really want to break up with it for good, I have a blog at contagiouslypositive.ca called Dear Sugar, Let's Break Up that will really give you more tips to help you break up with sugar for good. Um, this is such a challenge for so many people, which is why I have a big blog. I could really do a whole hour on just one podcast and breaking up with sugar because it's such, it's just such a big ticket item for so many people. And you will start to see such amazing effects on your health because it affects your whole body, like your kidneys, your brain, your skin. When we have too much sugar in our body, um, it weakens our skin and this causes wrinkles and it causes thinning of the skin and even premature aging. Um, it also affects our brain. It can actually rewire your brain's, we'll call them your brain's happy pathways. Like a, a diet that's really high in processed refined sugar ca can put us at a higher risk of feeling depressed. So this is insane. There's that mind-body connection again. And then, of course, your kidneys. Your kidneys are your nat your body's natural filtration system. So if you have sugar overload, it puts so much stress on your kidneys that your kidneys can't naturally filtrate the way that they're supposed to to get rid of those toxins. So what happens is for a lot of people, they get yeast infections and overgrowth of candida, diabetes, and if you have a major illness that's untreated and you're still filling your body with sugar, a lot of people have kidney failure. Now that is like way down the road and that is if you have untreated um, untreated illnesses, for example, like diabetes. So don't think that you're going to have kidney failure because you have a chocolate bar. I just want you to see how it could have such an impact on your life if it goes untreated. So we're at number five now. Um, here's the next thing that I want you to know. My next big lesson is you don't have to be a vegetarian or a vegan to be healthy. And I say this because when I first started out, I read the China study, thought that being a vegan would get rid of every single one of my problems and Obviously, um, living a vegan vegetarian lifestyle is really healthy because you're eating so many fruits and vegetables, but not everyone who's a vegan or a vegetarian is healthy because if you're not doing it properly, you are eating a lot of processed foods and a lot of carbohydrates and lots of pasta. Um, so it's really important if you are going plant-based to actually go plant-based, like real mother nature made food again, because it doesn't matter what diet you follow, if it's overly processed, it's not going to be good for you. And I have a lot of clients who are meat and potato eaters. Like, this is it. I don't want to give this up. So I give them the rule of filling up their plate with 50 to 60% of vegetables and then just not making meat the main event. So I want you to know that if you just don't make meat the main event, you will be one step closer to fueling your body with the essential nutrients that you need and also reaching your weight loss goals. So 50% of your plate becomes, well, let's say 60 because I just think that's really great and then it's just, it's nicer math. So 60% of your plate, if you look down at your plate, 60% of that is going to be vegetables. It can be any vegetable that you want. It can be a mix of vegetables. It can be a big salad. Whatever you want is going to be that vegetable. 20% will be the complex carbohydrates. So that's again, if you just like potatoes, that's fine. Um, just cook them really healthy. Avoid, you know, the really unhealthy butters and margarines. Um, add sweet potatoes. Rice is really good. All of this stuff is really great. 
And then the rest of your plate is the 20% of animal protein. So that is a really great tip if you are a meat and potato eater, okay? And when you're choosing meat, choose good quality meat. So for chicken, chicken for example, choose a free-range, grass-fed, or, or organic poultry. And I say this because factory chickens, they're fed with antibiotics, they're fed growth hormones, and this can be really dangerous for women because the hormones that are in the poultry can actually be affecting your own natural hormones. And in addition to this, the food that these factory chickens are being fed are usually full of chemical pesticides. And I know that it might cost a bit more to go with an, like a free range or a grass-fed chicken, that hasn't been fed, you know, antibiotics or horm growth hormones or any chemicals, but you're going to be saving money anyway because you're reducing the amount that you're going to eat. So this is just another reason to limit your intake and to really follow that 20% rule because you're going to be saving money. And a great way to save money is to find a local butcher because they usually have really good deals because often they use local farmers. And that's where I get mine. And honestly, it is always so inexpensive. Yes, it is an extra step because I can't buy it at the grocery store. I have to take that extra step and go to the butcher, but it is so worth it. And the flavors are so intense. They taste so much better. When you're choosing ground beef, um, a really good option is to choose a lean ground beef, um, preferably extra lean, again, grass-fed or organic when you can. Find that local farmer to buy your meat from. I highly recommend it. Not only are you supporting your local farmer, you're also supporting a local business, which is something incredibly amazing. So lean and extra lean and grass-fed, they all have less saturated fats than regular ground beef, and they just taste better. So that's a really great option for you. I also recommend when it comes to the meat department uh, to avoid processed meats. And I say this because processed meats, if you read the labels, they're typically full of sugar, full of sodium, full of artificial preservatives and chemicals. And if you enjoy having that sandwich for lunch, you really love to, you know, have a ham sandwich or a chicken sandwich or a turkey sandwich, buy the whole chicken, buy the whole turkey, cook it up, cut it up, clean it up. Put it in individual servings, throw it in the freezer, and you have sandwich meat, and you have quick dinners. You can put that on salads. It just take that extra step. I promise you won't regret it. Cooking is not optional on the healthy living journey. Cooking should never be optional. When did cooking become optional, right? This is like having a chat with a girlfriend. I'm absolutely loving this. Okay. Continuing on with the meat tips. So to avoid just eating meat, eat other animal proteins. So like fish or seafood, whitefish, halibut, cod, salmon, trout. These are all high in protein and low in fat. So oily fish like salmon, tuna, and trout are really high in protein and they're loaded with healthy omegas. So if you're not a vegetarian, Eating fish twice a week is a great addition to your meal plans, okay? Swap the carbs. I'm so tired of just all these diets that are saying, give up carbohydrates. No, wait, carbs are good for you. Ah, absolutely. You know what? We made a mistake. Carbs are bad for you again. Eat them. Don't eat them. Eat these. Like It's so freaking confusing, and I don't even know how we keep up. There are low-carb diet trends, high-carb diet trends. I just, you know, when I was originally doing my research, I was so confused, and that might be you as well, but because the key isn't giving them up. The key is swapping the carbohydrates that you're eating. So this is actually swapping carbohydrates is probably the most important step that you're going to take along with sugar. And sugar is essentially, a lot of the foods you're getting sugar from is a carbohydrate. So this is actually just one of the most important steps you can take to maintaining your energy, getting healthy, and losing weight. When you learn to cut back and swap those unhealthy carbs, all of a sudden it doesn't seem so overwhelming. 
And the reason why I don't recommend that you give them up completely is because your body and your mind need complex carbohydrates to think and move. It's like, so your brain needs the good guys, for example. Carbohydrates are fuel for your brain, just like gas is to a car. And if you're starving your brain of this essential nutrient, it's not going to run the way it's supposed to run. The same as gas won't run on a car. Without carbohydrates, your body's not going to run properly. So that's as simple as I can put that. Your brain and your body needs carbs. It's fuel. It's such good fuel. But the fuel you want to give it comes from like four major food groups, for example. Fruit, legumes legumes and beans, right? Um, lentils and kidney beans and black beans. Um, vegetables, of course, vegetables are really good in carbs. Sweet potatoes are really amazing. Beets are really amazing. So all of those root vegetables, really, really good complex carbohydrates. And then whole grains, so long grain rice, quinoa. These are absolutely amazing. Nuts and seeds are really good complex carbohydrates as well and they're also a really great source of protein so that is pretty good. The ones that you want to avoid are like not avoid but just swap out for the good guys is the white bread swap that for a whole grain bread potato chips that's just your that's just your treat but again that falls under the bad boy carbohydrates but when you want to have the treat Sugared cereal, donuts. Donuts can be replaced with like a homemade like nut muffin, which would be really good. White sugar, of course, we talked about that. Cookies, you can make healthier batches of cookies. Um, white flour, which is just like all the good stuff's been taken out, should be replaced with like whole grain flour. Unrefined is what you're looking for. And then candy and granola bars. Like these are all the things you want to learn how to start to swap these out for healthier versions. And again, when you're cooking, you are able to do healthier swaps for foods that you already love. So blueberries are a really great carbohydrate. Beets are like little pieces of candy. Sweet potatoes are a rich brain food. So there are so many things you can swap with. Like candy, like dark chocolate is phenomenal. Like an 80% dark chocolate is high in flavanols. Like this is just, there are really good options for you that you won't feel like you're giving anything up because all you're doing is fueling your body. That's really what it's all about. Step number eight is when you're eating whole foods, you're full, you're fueling your body with micronutrients. You're fueling your body with essential micronutrients. So these are like vitamins and minerals that are necessary for your body to develop and grow and, and heal itself. They're necessary for your body to stay healthy and you can only get them from food. So again, that power lies in what you feed it. When you bring in a variety of foods and these macronutrients and the micronutrients that all come and vitamins and minerals that all come from eating whole foods, it does something really amazing. It just automatically reduces your intake of empty calories that we consume from processed and refined foods. This isn't only going to help you lose weight, it's going to help you keep the weight off. This isn't only going to help you, you know, get healthy, it is going to help you stay healthy. And it all goes back to, you know, just getting rid of the calorie counting and getting off the yo-yo diet. The more good stuff you put into your body, the more it will just automatically crowd out the bad guys. And that includes unwanted fats and unwanted toxins that just come from overly processed and refined foods. I don't want to have to count calories for the rest of my life. I don't want to have to weigh my food. I don't want to have to worry about that stuff. What I want to worry about is, is this feeding my body? Is this making me feel healthier or is it taking away from it? So I want to go through some foods now that you can begin adding into your diet. 
So just some ideas for you. We're going to go through the category. And this is my challenge for you. My challenge for you is to pick a few from each list and start to add them into your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner. Just pick one thing. Do one tiny little swap. And I promise you, you will start to feel better. Your body needs all nutrients, and this includes protein, complex carbohydrates, minerals, healthy fats, and vitamins, which so many fat diets try to eliminate from your diet. Every single part of your body needs something different to thrive, heal, and grow. And think about all the parts of your body and what they need to do to keep you running smoothly and healthy and happy. Now imagine if you take away that fuel. Let's start with plant-based high protein foods. You already know what animal, we already talked about animal protein, so I want to show you what foods are actually really high in the plant-based family that are really high in protein. So we have black beans, kidney beans, lentils, pinto beans, Kale is actually really high in, in protein. Spinach and collard greens are really high in protein. We have 100% whole grain bread, brown rice, quinoa, bulgur, almonds are really high, sunflower seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds, chai seeds, really all nuts and seeds, as long as they are raw and unsalted, okay? That is key there chickpeas, navy beans, lima beans. There are so many things to choose from. So that should not get you stuck. That is a huge list of plant-based protein foods that are so delicious. And actually what's really great about adding lots of plant-based protein into your diet as well is that you're getting a triple threat because often the plant-based protein is also a healthy complex carbohydrate, is also really high in minerals, is also really high in vitamins and micro and macronutrients. So it's really good to add a lot of plant-based into your diet. When it comes to meat, already gave you those tips. So just choose healthily. And again, when you're choosing protein for meat, keep it to keep it small, like the size of a deck of cards is a really good percentage to use, okay? Sources of healthy complex carbohydrates. I know this is a really challenging one for so many people, but I promise you, when you choose complex whole food made from Mother Earth carbs, it will give your mind, your body, and your soul the energy that it needs to thrive and get all those things throughout the day done. And when... You go on a diet and, you know, on the list it just says give up carbohydrates. Well, this is really difficult because a lot of people will look at a list and say, like, how in the world am I supposed to give up all that stuff? And I felt the exact same way too. I was so frustrated. But then I realized there isn't actually a lack when you start to swap it. This is not a limiting lifestyle. It should not be a limiting lifestyle. So here are some, like a long list of healthy, complex carbohydrates for you to choose from. Potatoes, sweet potatoes, cauliflower, carrots, cabbage, squash, all fruits, okay, like apples, pears, strawberries, raspberries, bananas, mango, papaya, blueberries, oranges, kiwi, like seriously, right? I could go on and on. Um, again, which is, here's another, a double tag team here, coming off the plant-based protein foods list, also falls under the healthy complex carbohydrates list. We have the beans, again, we have the kidney beans, the black beans, we have the lentils, the chickpeas, the lima beans, um, and we also are doubling up um, brown rice is a good carbohydrate, carbohydrate, also a protein. Quinoa, also a protein and a complex carbohydrate. So these are all really amazing for you, okay? And then when it comes to healthy fats, so we already know the bad fats that we want to be limiting. And instead of just 
taking the fats out. We want to be bringing the good guys in. So what you're really looking for are three essential fats. Number one, monounsaturated fats. Number two, polyunsaturated fats. And number three, omega-3 fatty acids. So for the monounsaturated and the polyunsaturated, the good guys, which are generally found in plant-based foods, which makes them even better for you. You can never go wrong with mother nature made food people, okay? On that list, we have olive oil, nuts and seeds, unsalted nut butters, nut oils, sunflower oil, avocados, like these are all really, really great monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats that you wanna be adding into your diet, okay? Uh, for the omegas, oh man, omegas are so good to enhance your brain power. Your brain is made up of 60% of fat. So eating healthy fats aids in actually regulating the chemistry of your brain. Now imagine if you took that away, you just wouldn't be working at the full capacity that you're supposed to be working at. So we have things like salmon flax seeds, legumes, tuna, sardines, olive oil and nuts, all really amazing for enhan enhancing your brain power. Avocados, walnuts, pumpkin seeds. You know what's funny? Uh, walnuts actually look like a brain and they are so phenomenal for enhancing your brain power. Omega-3 eggs, um, I, I already mentioned salmon. Trout, like all of these are really, great or really great omega-3 fatty acids to be adding to your meal plan. And then you want to make sure that you're getting a ton of fruits and vegetables, more on the vegetable side into your diet. Broccoli, kale, collard greens, arugula, cauliflower, carrots, sweet bell peppers, tomatoes, zucchini, cucumbers, Whatever vegetable you like, Brussels sprouts, like just eat it over and over and over again. If you only like three vegetables, cook with those three vegetables. Just find fun ways to do. What's really great about eating a lot of dark leafy greens is that they're also high in calcium. So Brussels sprouts, parsley, arugula, spinach, broccoli, kale, collard greens, all of these are also really high in calcium. They're incredibly high in fiber. They are so incredibly nutrient dense and they're just really considered a superfood. So as much as you can, dark leafy greens, a variety of vegetables, choose from the protein list, choose from the healthy fat list, choose from the carbohydrate list, start adding one of these into each meal, follow that 60-20-20 rule, and you will begin to feel amazing. Thank you so much for joining in. Remember, whole food nutrition can do more for you than any pill or fad diet can do. You have the power to heal. Only you have the power to heal, to, to learn, and to grow. And even one small step can pack such a massive punch. So baby step it. If you want to learn more, I'm here to help. Send me your questions. There's no question I will not answer. Health and happiness is created, not inherited. You are the only one who can create it. Be happy, be healthy, and most importantly, be contagiously positive. I'm sending you all love. Have a fabulous day.